You're listening to HR Mavericks, a weekly podcast featuring leading small business HR professionals who share their experiences and insights to help you know how to turn your HR processes and employee experience into a strategic business advantage. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the next episode of HR Mavericks. I'm your host, Garrett Justice, and today I'm joined by Cassidy Gonzalez, who's the VP of People at Pura. Cassidy, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, we are so excited to have you on the show today. Cassidy and I are friends that go way back. She knew my brother in school, went to school with my brother. Is that right? That's exactly right. I know I saw your face. I'm like, I know you. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Cassidy, I'm super excited to dive into our topic today and just kind of pick your brain on our topic. But before we do, tell our listeners just a little bit more about your career background and also what your company Pura does. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm unique in the fact that I actually went to school to study HR. Like it's a little bit weird. (laughs) Most people fall into it. I did fall into it while I was at school. I uh, thought I wanted to be a social worker or wanted to do something with people, which was not business in my mind, but I excelled in my business courses and saw an advisor and they're like, you know what, there's a people side of business. And I was like, boom, that's my, that's my avenue. So I graduated from Utah State in human resource management. I interned at a, a local Salt Lake company that went super big. It was Fusion IO. And then with Fusion, I actually moved to California. So I lived in the Bay Area for a couple of years, worked at Google. Very, very fun. Could tell you stories for days about <laughs> that, those, that time of my life. Um, and then I actually came back to go to school here in Utah and came back and was like, eh, school, I I don't, I don't need more school. I got enough. I studied this field. I don't have to go back and get more education in the field. Right. Um, but I've been at startups here in the area. So it's been really fun to be in that realm. And, and my like sweet spot is a company that's around the size of like two to 300. Really that growth phase is kind of where I like to hang out at. That's awesome. And it seems like Pura is kind of in that phase right now, right? Yes. So I actually joined Pura earlier than I've joined most companies. I joined at 30 employees about a year ago and we're at 130 right now and looking to be around two, 250 next year. So right in that phase and Pura and makes smart home fragrance diffusers. So it's a yeah. fun field that we actually have a, a physical product. A lot of companies have been at before have not physical products like software companies. So it's been fun to have an actual product, but the device plugs into your wall, center room, makes your house smell really nice. So a very, very fun, innovative product. And it's been, it's been a wild ride. Yeah, that's so awesome. My wife is a huge Pura fan. So I'll just put a plug in for anyone listening who is on the fence. You got to try them out because they're awesome. You got to try it. And they're getting better every day. The scents we've launched in the last year, we launched like, I think almost 130 cents last year. Like there's a scent for everyone. Yeah, that is awesome. Very cool. It's really fun. So uh, I'm excited to just kind of pick your brain on this wealth of HR knowledge and experience that you have. Before we do, you kind of mentioned this a little bit, but one of the questions that I really like to ask people is what drew you to the field of HR and what's what's really kept you in it in your career so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a cliche answer because it's the people. I mean, I think that's why everyone yeah. falls into this HR realm. But I also joke that sometimes you actually shouldn't be a people person in HR because you have to handle the worst of people. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't actually love people that much. Like I'm dealing with their crap all the time. But honestly, like it truly is people and knowing that you're making them love their job and that they go home and then they're a better spouse or they're a better person in the world. Like you're just creating a better environment because you're helping someone love their day-to-day that they spend majority of their time doing. And it's just really fulfilling to be that person for somebody. 
Yeah. I love it. I think that's such a great answer. We need people like you who care and help take care of the people at every, every company. Right. So that's great. Well, Hey, I am excited to jump into our topic today. When you and I discussed, you know, what do we talk about today? Um, you kind of proposed this idea of innovation in HR, which I thought was really, really good, really intriguing. So just to kind of set the stage, I think when I hear that term innovation, it's, it's totally a, a buzzword that we hear all the time that can mean, you know, you might ask the question, like, what does that even mean innovation? You know, to me, I think innovation really is about thinking of new ways to do things. Um, and, um, I, I wonder though, if innovation is so over talked about that, it's, it's kind of confusing for people to understand. So that's kind of my definition. How would you describe innovation? I love that definition because that's exactly like what I see that as too. It's just a different way of doing things. But I think, like you said, you hear that topic so much and it feels so complex. It feels like to be innovative. It's like I'm inventing all these new things. And it's like, how are we going to invent all these new things all the time? Like to me, inventing things sounds really complex and innovating sounds like one step below that and even more complex. Yeah. But really, if you just look at what that is, it, it is just doing things differently for a better outcome. Yeah. And I think that in the field of HR, like we are doing that day to day. And so recognizing that you're innovating constantly is such a cool, powerful thing to be like, Oh, okay. I'm really actually great at innovating. I just didn't realize that's what it was. Yeah, no, I think I, I like that too. And I, I want to play devil's advocate just for a minute here on this. Right. Um, make do you hard, feel, I like this. yeah, I want to make this hard <laughs> for you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let you off easy. Right. So do you feel like HR really is a field that can be innovative only because, you know, HR, especially there's so many different rules and regulations that have to be followed. So how can you be innovative in a discipline that's also pretty regulated? Yeah. 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 I love this question because I think that a lot of people even see HR, the field of human resources as being the exact same thing it's always been. Right. But then there's this new field of people operations or people experience or human capital management. Like you hear all these fancy terms mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, that's the same job. Like yeah. your people ops team <laughs> is going to be doing your HR stuff. Yeah. If you're lucky to be a big company that has a compliance specialist versus an onboarding specialist versus a benefit specialist, like that's a great feature. But if you're looking at a small company, they're wearing all those hats. Right. So if you, you think you might be being innovative, like I'm doing all these cool things. It's like, yeah, there are things in HR that will never change. Laws will dictate. You've got to get the I-9 within three days of hire. Like yeah. you can't change that. There's no way to innovate around it. It's just the law. So that's where it's like, remind yourself all the fun ways to innovate and how you can do things different to keep improving every day. Yes, there'll be a consistency. So you're right. There will be some things that cannot be changed, but that's not where the bulk of like our fun is. That's what makes your job rewarding. If we're just yeah. doing the compliance every day, it's a little bit dry. So it's so fun to be, how can we be innovative? How can we do the other things that can just make the world better? Yeah, no, I really like that. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking of the phrase that constraint brings creativity. And I think that despite, you know, in spite of the constraints, um, or maybe even because of the constraints that happen in HR, um, that can allow people in HR to be even more creative sometimes. So, right, right. so I, I love that you kind of talked about that. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what we call it, but it's still about people, right? 
Right, right. Taking care of people and making sure they have the best experience. That's what it comes down to. And when we're talking about innovation, it's thinking about what what what's a new or better way to do that, to really take care of people. It's not necessarily about, you know, like, what do we call it? Or how do we think about this in a different way? Right. And so that's really right. what I want to dive in with you on, because um, as you and I were talking, I know you have had um, a couple of good experiences being innovative or doing things differently when it comes to some of the classic HR tasks that you've done. So tell me a little bit more about just some of the ways where you have been innovative in this field that often has these standard rules and regulations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first place I want to start is like an interview. That's one of the first things you're going to do. If you're going to hire someone, the HR person's going to be a part of the interview process and you'll have your standard ways of doing it, right? Like let's do a resume screen. Let's do a phone screen. Let's do a first round interview. Like you've got all these standards. How can you make it more about the, the, the candidate um, interviewing with? So one thing that we've done here at Pura, we almost let the candidate take the reins of how they want to be interviewed. Instead of saying, Hey, here's our process. This is what we expect from you. It's we turn around and be like, Hey Garrett, what's the best way for you to interview? Like, do you prefer panel first? Do you prefer hmm. all interviews on the same day? Do you prefer interviews split up one every day for the next four days? Like whatever it is, almost just put it in their court. So they have the opportunity to say, I know what I work best in. Like they're giving me the opportunity to shine because I know that I'm going to do best in a panel. I'm going to do best if we just do all one big interview round of the day, or I'm going to do best splitting up, whatever it is. Yeah. Instead of us making those decisions, like the one size fits all, we just turn it over and like, Hey, you guys help us build your interview process so that you can be the most successful and shine so that we can figure out if you're the right person for us. So That's a very cool. small tweak, but totally innovative of like, how can we, get the best experience out of this. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think it makes so much sense, really creative idea. So what have been some of the results or feedback that you've gotten from doing that differently? I love that you asked this because we just implemented this probably a month ago. <laughs> so we need to go collect our feedback and do some digging on that and see how it's going. But overall, I think that most of our candidates think it's so cool that they are such a process, like such in the process right away. And it actually sets them up to be successful in-house with Pura because it's so like, we, we trust you. We give you that round to like go and do your best. So you're starting right out on, on day one with that. Like when yeah. you interview, it's like, Hey, we give you the power to choose and do what's best and make it right. And like, it just sets them up for that's how we, that's how we operate at Pura. Yeah. That's really cool. And you know, the thing I'm thinking about too, is again, uh, one of those one of those buzzwords is employee experience, right? That we hear a lot about, right? Yep. And and I think what what I what I think about as you share that example is you are tailoring the experience to the potential employee, the candidate from the very get go. And so if I'm a candidate coming into that, like there can be lots of companies that talk about a good employee experience. You know, we have a great employee experience at our company, but when you can see it from the very beginning through the candidate experience that it's really focused on you and your needs as the candidate and future employee that speaks volumes compared to just, you know, like the lip service of saying right. employee experience. Right. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. And that personalization, it's the smallest things, but that's what makes it hit for everybody. Not just hit for 90%. This is great. That's, so it gets you that everyone has a great employee experience because that little bit of personalization, it's really easy to do. 
Cool. I love it. So interviews, that's one of the ways you've been um, innovative. You have another one when it comes to orientation, right? Yes. So bear with me. Here we go. Spinning for orientation. So instead of doing like, okay, Garrett, you're starting on Monday. Here's your outline for Monday. Here's your outline for Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. We actually have cohorts that start every week. And Monday, if they start on week A, they run through week A and then whatever it is for week A, if they're in group B that starts on the next Monday, their second day, they're actually partnered with group A together. Hmm. You're going to have to make me repeat this if it doesn't make sense. So then I know the next week down, like, so if you started on cohort A again, right? A, B, A, B every other week, day one is always the same for group A. Group B, you're combined with the week ahead or the week below. It's very confusing now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> if, if you saw it, it's incredible because then our new hires aren't just getting their one cohort for the week. Because really, yeah. if you think about when you started, you usually have like, oh, I started with Bob and Jane. Uh-huh. And they're like, my BFFs, right? So now you also get Bob and Jane, but you also got Bill and Ted from the week before. And you also got Elsa and Anna from the week after. And also you have this bigger cohort, right, of new hires. So I should like put together like a how-to guide because as I'm saying it out loud, it kind of might not make a much No, much sense. that's great. But it is so cool that we now have these bigger cohorts without having to everyone start at the same day. Yeah, no, that's great. You know, you know what? My favorite part of what you just said is the examples of Bill and Ted and Elsa and Anna. <laughs> I think that tells a lot about you. My my daughters would my daughters would love that too. So um yeah. <laughs> shows you the range of films I'm watching in my house, right? <laughs> you know what though? Uh, so the way so just to summarize, it's really just about mixing up the cohorts of people who are starting within a few weeks of each other so that everyone who's starting gets to know more people instead of just being stuck with Bill and Ted the whole time. Right. 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 And your data, the way you like organize, like what they're going to learn on different days, someone's going to have a different week one than a week two, but they're all going to get everything within their two week period with those switchings. Like it's really, it was, it feels so complex now, but it's been so cool to watch that interaction and more and more people feel like they have a best friend at work, which is one of Gallup's 12 questions of engagement. You want them to have a best friend at work. And this way we were able to create those bigger cohorts, which has been really cool. That's awesome. So a question I have on this, just to dive in um, a little bit deeper is I know that a lot of you know, HR onboarding experts have opinions about what should happen and as close to new hire as possible. So in this instance, they're getting everything that they need to in that first week or two period, but it might be slightly different orders, right? Totally. And so when you were, when you were thinking about this process and weighing kind of the pros of getting to know other people in a broader cohort versus, you know, the order in which things happen, how did you think about that? And how did you ultimately decide on going the direction that you did? Yeah. So our day one, the Monday is never repeated for anyone, right? So you only join orientation on Monday on your first week. And that's when we front loaded the information. That's like, this is pretty important for you to know on the first day, right? Like yeah. where are the bathrooms or whatever that like important thing is that you should know. So you're not the lost puppy wandering in the office on your first day. That all was front loaded on a Monday. The routine of the days of Tuesday and Wednesday that can be different, whether you started on week A or week B, any of that info could be gained in the first two weeks and it's helpful. So that's like deep diving into the product or deep diving into our impact strategy or deep diving into our brand, like things yeah. like that that are important. 
but not crucial for day one is how we broke that up so that everyone gets the important stuff on their day one. But then you get that crossover cohort mixing, learning and deep diving into the company. I love it. It's like the best of both worlds. Super innovative. Cool. So interviews, that's an awesome example on interviews, then orientation that you shared. Next one that you have is around team structures. Is that right? Yeah. So I actually stole this idea from JD Conley. Conway. I He's going to kill me that I just did this again because <laughs> I can never get it right. Just, we'll just call him JD. He knows I love him. Um, so he's done this at Bamboo HR. And I thought yeah. it was so cool that we're like, we're going to try this. So our team structure is set up in a way that we don't have a recruiter. We don't have a benefit specialist. We don't have a compliance specialist. We have people experience partners and they handle everything for their work. So when you, Garrett, you find a job you love here at Pira, I want to be the CMO of Pira and you apply to this role, your phone screen, we do have assistance to help our partners. So it could be the assistant, but basically the second that you are deep level into the interview process, you meet your people experience partner and they're with you through the recruiting process, onboarding, benefit questions, your entire life cycle of performance concerns, performance, whatever's going on. Yeah. They're your go-to person, your exit till you leave the company. Like you have your person the whole time. And it's been really cool because two folds. One, you have this one seamless connection. You can always go to Bill. We're going to use Bill and Ted again. Mm-hmm. You can always go to Bill and you will always know who to go to. They can always ask your questions. They're just there for you for your whole life cycle and build a really great connection that way. Right. Yeah. The other fold is that for Bill and Ted, my people experience partners, you know, I really could just use my people name, Megan and Joe. They're amazing. Go look <laughs> them up. They're great. So for Megan and Joe, we are giving them the tools to be able to then run their own HR departments in the future. Like it's incredible oh. skill growth for these two individuals versus like, here, you're a recruiter for the next 10 years, go and be an HR director. They're like, I actually have never touched compensation benefits. I don't know what I'm doing versus the flip side of it. Like, oh, I'm super good at talent development onboarding. I don't recruit. That's not my thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do we give these people across the board experience to then go and be leaders for across the board departments? So it's been really, really cool to like dive into that and see how it works. Um, and so far we've been doing this since August and it's been really rewarding specifically on that skill development side. It's, yeah. it's insane, especially in the crossover. Like I mm-hmm. actually hired Joe with a recruiting background. I heard Megan with like an onboarding talent development background and the way they can coach each other. Our team is just 10 X over the last three months doing this. It's been really cool. I love it. Such a creative idea. You know, I think so many companies, you, you hire that first kind of generalist HR person. And then as you grow, a lot of times companies just naturally say, Hey, we need to hire more people. Let's hire a recruiter instead of thinking about it holistically, like you've done. And then as you continue to grow, you can buy, you can hire those people with different backgrounds and together as a team, you have all of the expertise and you're giving people even more valuable career experience, right? Love that. Right, right, right. And it's cool because that's how we feel about Pura. Pura, we want to be a people builder, not a product builder. Like, yes, we have a cool product, but like really, truly, we care about people. So it really enables us to be a people builder by thinking about how can we grow these careers to just create incredible alumni from Pura. 
I love it. And, and I, I love that, that, that perspective as well, because it's such a long-term perspective, right? Where when you hire someone, you hope that they stick around at your company for a while. And, and sometimes they might stick around until they retire. But the truth is like careers are very long and very few people these days stick around at the same company for the entire, their entire career. So right. when you understand that and you play the long game and you help people progress in their career and at your company is a part of that where they can hopefully be successful and stick around for a while, but maybe it's a stepping stone to something else. You then have these advocates out there who, even if they do leave your company at some point, they're huge advocates for what you and your company are doing and are probably even much more likely to refer people to you or recommend people go work there. Is that right? Right. Exactly. Spot on. And really, like you said, we, our retention strategy is not retention for the next 20 years. Like that's, why would anyone plan that way? Like your retention strategy should be 10 years is amazing. Five years is the gold standard. Like if I can get someone for five years and really elevate them and help them into their next career step, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. I think that's such an awesome perspective to have. And this kind of leads into the fourth tip that you have on a idea or way to be innovative, right? So we've gone over interviews, we've gone over orientation, we've gone over team structures. And this last one is really on exit celebrations, right? Yeah. And I stole this one from Job Nimbus. Um, Jared Olson's over there and they have, they operate on their hero's journey. And when a journey comes to the end, they celebrate their people. And when I listened to Jared told me that actually, I think it was at the conference, the um, Utah Sherm conference, he mentioned that to me. And it was like light bulb. I'm like, that is the easiest thing to do to make people feel so valued. Not even the person that's leaving, but everyone in the company to realize that, yeah, when someone's ready to move on their journey, let's celebrate all that they did while they were with us. And we started at Pura. We've celebrated our last four people leaving. And we just did our Pura Pulse, which is our EMPS, our, our quarterly survey, and got several comments on how much they value the individual care and the way that we just celebrate people. We'll cool. celebrate your engagement. We'll celebrate your wedding. We'll celebrate your new baby. We'll celebrate all your, your dog adoption. Like, mm-hmm. But we also will celebrate when it's time for you to leave because you did amazing things for us. And it's just I've been so cool and such a small way to be very innovative in the exit process, right? Nobody's doing that. I mean, yeah. Pure and Job Nimbus are doing it now, and that's all I've ever heard of. Yeah. And it's so easy to do. That really just elevates your culture, your people, everything. So such a, very, such very an cool. awesome idea. Yeah. I, I love the stuff that Jared puts out there. He was on our podcast previously too, and talked a little bit about that, that process. So tell me a little bit more about what that exit celebration might look like. So when someone is leaving the company, they might tell their manager, tell HR, and then what happens? Yeah. So, I mean, A, when we find out someone leaving, it's like, okay, let's like, let's dive in deeper. Why are they leaving? Analyze. Like we do all yeah. that. Right. But, but really what it looks like, like if they're leaving, we had someone just left to go to neighbor, a fantastic company. And I was immediately like, Hey, you're going to love Nathan Tan over there. He's a great VP of people. Like it was just cool to like build a connection and celebrate where he's going. And then at town hall, we have town hall every Monday. And we just have a big old slide, their big old face on it. And it's just a big celebration. We clap for them. We're like, thank you so much. And it really is just a party. We celebrate. It's exciting. Cool. And we're in no way trying to shame it or hide it or talk negative about it. It's like, this is just the career journey they're on. And it's great. Let's celebrate it. I love that. And you know, like I said before, I think just like the last one, that just is such a long-term view and strategy. And again, can create these advocates 
even beyond when they are working at your company, right? So you have right, people who right. are still in your corner and supporting you when you can celebrate mm-hmm. them and be excited for them in their next step, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. We always refer to them as alumni. We want to create great alumni. That is the yeah. goal of ours. So I love cool. it. Well, Cassie, this has been so great. I mean, these are such awesome, awesome tips. And I think that there's so much that everyone can learn from what you shared today. So thank you for sharing these examples. And I think that you have changed my mind. Innovation can happen in (laughs) HR, right? It happens all the time. You still got to abide by the laws, but there is a lot of room for innovation. No, no, I totally agree. I'm, I'm just, I'm just kidding there. I think some HR can be some of the most innovative people and some of the most impactful innovation too, because it impacts the people who work at your company and their satisfaction when you can do it right. So I think this has been awesome. So as we wrap up here, I have just uh, two more questions for you. One is that I like to ask all of our guests is really, you know, this podcast, HR Mavericks is part of a broader community, HR Mavericks, where our mission and kind of starting that community is really to just democratize the HR knowledge and best practices for those who need it most, which is often small business HR people and owners. And so in your opinion, what's one thing that our listeners can do this week to improve their HR or people functions? Yeah, here's my one thing. And I think it's something that um, has come really naturally to me, but I always coach people like if it's not naturally, you work on it because I think it's very powerful. And that is no people's names. A name is so simple, but it's so impactful. It comes off that personalization. If I know your name, Garrett, and I can use it, like it just is more impactful. So as you are reviewing your payroll to submit this week, or if you're going through your open enrollment that just happened or whatever it is, do you actually know the people in your company? And it gets harder the larger you get, right? Like when I was at Google, there's no way I know 10,000 employees, but you could scale up to what you do now. But as you said, Eddie is like really focused on small businesses. It's a great opportunity to really be the person that knows people. And instantly you have their trust, they feel valued. And it's a quick way to just level up your, your HR team. Somewhere, JD, who you mentioned earlier in this podcast, is chuckling to himself because you forgot his last name. Because right? he's like, is it Conley or Conway? <laughs> <laughs> now, but I, JD, it's just JD. <laughs> no, that's great. I think that that is such an awesome tip. It's very tangible. It's something that all of us probably can and should do better. And it has a big impact on helping people feel valued and included when you can remember their name. So love that tip. Um, Awesome. Cassie, last question for you is if there are listeners that want to get in contact with you or have follow-up questions on the topic today, what's the best way for them to connect with you? LinkedIn, by far LinkedIn. I think I've deleted every other social post out there. So LinkedIn's where to go. Awesome. We will drop the link to Cassidy's LinkedIn profile in the show notes. You can check it out there, but Cassidy, thank you again so much for taking the time to share your insights and knowledge with us. This has been awesome. Hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much. Today, enduring companies know that their people are their most important assets and they invest in helping them excel. But often small businesses with limited HR resources struggle to manage their people, payroll, and processes efficiently and create an environment where frontline, deskless employees thrive. That's why we created Eddie. Eddie is the all-in-one HR suite built for local businesses that streamlines tedious HR processes and improves the employee experience for frontline workers. With Eddie, you can hire, manage, pay, and engage employees with one easy-to-use software. No headache required. You've already done the hard part by creating a great business. Now let us help you take it to the next level. Visit eddie.com today to request a demo.